What's up, gang? It's the Stranger Than Fan Fiction Podcast. I'm Hunter, and you've arrived at the coolest podcast out there. Stranger Than Fan Fiction does not claim to be the coolest podcast out there, but it objectively is. We are a podcast featuring adult themes and language, so keep young ears away. Must they see beyond the veil and be cursed with ever-dooming weight of knowledge and self-awareness. So anyway, to the fan fictions. Stranger Than Fan Fiction We like the fanfics that you've written Stranger Than Fan Fiction We talk real good with lots of diction so, Reese, welcome. Uh, we're auditioning for the new Iron Chef Screamer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we're just going to read you off a couple menu items, and if you okay. could just go ahead and scream those for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and just play with it. Just just loosey-goosey. We're ke- this is fun. We're just keeping course, it yeah. casual. Yeah. yeah so, we really uh, want you to succeed. So yeah, we're, we're we want you, you to do Thank the you. best that you can. So uh, let's go ahead and start off with yeah. just something simple. Uh, okay. Croissant. Okay, uh, like the secret ingredient of yes, the day. Yes, the secret ingredient. Yeah, just, okay. and, and play with it. Do whatever you want. Okay, can, uh, can I get the intro music? Croissant! That was great. That was Thank you. That's very good. That's very good. Anyone have any? Anyone have another? Yeah, I'm just writing down some notes. Okay, great. Okay, great. okay. That's great. Uh, Tom, I've got that one saved. Uh, if we want to do one more for safety. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, you guys want to go for, for like a kind of an off-the-wall one? Hard tack. Let's make it a twofer. A twofer. Oh, yeah. Ooh, like let's add maybe. another one in there. Taha, do you have another hard tack and what? Uh, let let's let's do let's do caviar. Hard tack and, and caviar. caviar. Ooh, good okay. secret ingredients so, today. Uh, All right, Taha, go ahead and lead him in. Dun 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 dun. Caviar and hard tack. Ooh, very nice. I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah, I was like, oh, wait, where's the, oh, there's the hard tack back at the end. I think we got it. I think, yeah, I think we've heard all we need to hear. Are we, we, (laughs) what's your agent's number? (laughs) Guys, are we we ready to make an offer? I think we we are. Can can, can we do this? Reese, congratulations. You're the new Iron Chef Screamer. Wow, I'm so honored. And what's the pay? Oh, Oh, oh. This is pro bono work. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stranger Than Fan Fiction, the show where we celebrate fans, fiction, and everything in between. I am the garlic fart, Wes. God. I am the professional one-step mop and glow multi-surface floor cleaner, clean shines and protects, Taha. I am the royal page, Reese. (laughs) I am the great void. The yawning abyss that steals your dreams. And may or may not have picked up on the mic. Hunter. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was trying to to watch for. (laughs) Well, everyone, thank you once again for joining us on another exciting, fun-filled fan fiction episode of Stranger Than Fan Fiction. We need more Fs. Fs. Today is uh, F Day. It's the only episode where we only use Get words that start with F. Get me pictures of F. Fairfoot foam. Fairfoot foam. fiction. That that actually brings up something very very brief that I wanted to address. There was a <laughs> Reddit post. There's a Reddit account called Hate the Letter F or something like that. It was something along oh. those lines. And he posted, or this person, this Reddit user, uh, posted to uh commented on something and didn't use the letter f in their whole comment and someone and someone responded to it and they're like name checks out and then someone else deep dived into this guy's profile and looked for the past they looked through three years of posts 
and in no post did this person use the letter F in a single Whoa. comment or post. That is awesome. This person is so viscerally How hard. committed. That is so difficult. They never use the word I can't of? even say the word difficult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is that really is so hard to do. Difficult. You can't even use the word <laughs> difficult. <laughs> So, so yeah, that's all. That's so that really quick funny. for those of you who are joining us for the very first time. Allow me to extend uh, 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 it very uh, uh, warm for the preliminary time. Yes, we're going to go this whole episode without using. Without using oh, excuse me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We don't have to do that. Uh, <laughs> so, if you're not aware, we are a podcast. <laughs> Good for you for figuring that out. <laughs> where we <laughs> talk about fan fictions that we find on the internet. Uh, things that we really enjoy, things that are either funny or written really, really well, uh, and we read them, give them our own little actor spin, uh, and then kind of talk about it, make some jokes along the way, have some fun, have some laughs, and we're happy that you decided to join along with us today. The real fan fiction is the friends we made along the way. (laughs) It's the... Fuck. The fiction. (laughs) So, uh... Are the comrades we made around the yes. way? There you go, comrades. So, uh, before we get started, though, uh, something really quick I wanted to talk about. I've been kind of slowly watching through the new Animaniacs reboot, which just came out a little bit ago. Uh, very good. I highly recommend to anybody who grew up watching the Animaniacs to watch it because it does it does appear as if it was written for people who watched the original show, which I was one of them. <laughs> uh, but it in the very first episode, it kind of talks a lot about it's it's very uh, self-aware especially with the fact that it is a reboot and capitalizing on nostalgia so i wanted to ask you guys your thoughts on that about this kind of this it's a very new trend uh, i feel like it's always existed to some degree but it's definitely become a lot more blatant in recent years where it's just like we're just going to take things that people already know and love and redo it again and give it a new cast or get the same actors back and just kind of create a new version of it do you guys like or dislike i'm or middle like i'm of two minds on this i think that for one don't touch something if it isn't broken kind of thing where it's like like avatar don't don't fail at a live action Avatar Stay when the first life. one was so good. You don't need to reboot Avatar when the original thing in its entirety was really, really good. That's uh-huh. my first mind uh-huh. of just like things like that. People that take projects that have that have already knocked it out of the park and they're trying to give it a reboot and it just sucks. And especially when they add a twist. Looking at yeah. me, M. Knight. Yeah, and uh. like my name is Ong. Like we don't need, we don't need Ong. You don't need to change. We don't that need, stuff. we don't need eight Earthbenders to move a boulder the size of like one of the these boulder. Drums. The boulder is confused, and so is Taha as to why M. Knight ruined that incredible franchise. So then, I have a question. Then a follow up to that. Well, oh no, please. Well, you well, were, that, you were uh, done. You were maybe done. it might address my second mind. Please, please. please. Uh, I Which forgot, is I forgot about your second mind. Wait, well, my, I only of have my one. second brain <laughs> that is on uh, detached externally on my body that you cannot see. Tom um, has an external hard drive. It's pretty cool. I thought um, that was your third nipple. You know, it's, it's a, a very brain. small brain. It's a very small brain, but it gets the job done. Uh, <laughs> small uh, pointy brain. Small pointy brain that gets really really smart when it's cold out. Guys, uh, uh, we're starting the episode over. I'm the small pointy brain, Wes. <laughs> right. On my nipple. body. Um, 
Yeah, like, uh, okay, doing all of, reading all the fan fiction that we have has made me come to a second mind of just, like, I, I think that people who are really, really invested in the source material can often create uh, a re... Like, some of the stuff we've read could in of themselves be their own reboot. They're really good. Like, they're really well-written, uh, like, their own takes on things and stuff. And that makes me have this second mind of just, like... Yeah, when you have the right people on board for a reboot that understand the merits of the original source material, but then go off and do their own really cool thing with it and still pay it, like, give it the love that it deserves, then, you know, hell yeah, I'm about it. That's, in my opinion, that is why the Lord of the Rings movies turned out to be so successful is because they didn't hire just like a random big name director to do the movies because there were I mean there there's so many famous directors out there that you could have hired to do Lord of the Rings that would have probably gotten more attention for it when it first was announced oh yeah but they got Peter Jackson to do it who was like he's only other than Lord of the Rings and King Kong he's pretty much only directed like New Zealand stuff imagine a James Cameron Lord of the Rings or or a Michael Bay Lord of the Rings <laughs> it would, it just it wouldn't be as good they would no, they would terrible. remember they would that do a lot of things just for the sake of doing it but because Peter Jackson one is just he, his directing style fits the kind of world of Lord of the Rings really well but he also was a huge fucking Lord of the Rings fan. Mm -hmm. And so that's why he was able to pay respect to each of the scenes. And that's why the director's cuts are so good. Y'all. Because he's like, I need to include this in this cut. Sorry, I just want to put a pin in Michael Bay, uh, Lord I, of the Rings. I have an even better one, actually. It's fuck you, Hunter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Quentin Tarantino, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, wait, that is funny. On the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, Wes Anderson, Lord of oh, the Rings. Oh, Wes Anderson, Lord of the Rings would yeah. be very Just good. A bunch, okay. of, a bunch of but, oranges. But Lord of the Rings, Quentin Tarantino, you would have to cast Samuel L. Jackson, Uma yeah. Thurman, Brad Pitt, Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. How would they all fit into Lord of the Rings? Uh, I feel like Brad or Leo is Aragorn. Yeah, but Samuel it, L. Jackson would be like, Gandalf. He'd yes, be like, he fly, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god damn. Yes. Absolutely. Motherfucking orcs out of this motherfucking, <laughs> motherfucking middle earth. <laughs> damn. See? There you go. Perfect. Yeah. So it would be really dumb. It'd but be fucking more too. more on on topic. A complaint I had with the like 2010 era like film era was that it was kind of the this stupid less successful older brother of reboot culture was sequel culture. Yes. Mm. They like I mean think about like when Anchorman 2 came out yes. and like all these movies that really didn't need a sequel got sequels because they just ran out of ideas. And I think we are I think we're kind of moving out of that now with reboot culture. I think there's going to be, especially after 2020, there's going to be a lot of inspiration for a lot of great new television and film. And I don't think we'll be seeing as many reboots come like early 20, early 20s. I, I think that's I think that's largely going to go away. And I think because we're on the turn of the decade right now, we're seeing a lot of like nostalgic things come. Can I ask forward. for uh, an opinion? Uh, where do where do you guys feel about the Marvel? The, the Marvel Cinematic Universe formula of sequels and everything like that in. I think I think Marvel is very good at making movies. Yeah, I think their formula can get a bit confusing at times because there is a lot of them. And 
but but they're also very good of making it that like if you haven't seen every single one you don't have to see every single yeah. one of them well, the like, confusing part about the, the the difficulty that comes with turning comic books into movies and making it a coherent narrative is that comic books are not a coherent narrative no, at all they're, they're fucking scattered as shit yeah. they're so and so you so have to, ridiculous yeah you have to pick like one narrative from those comics and manage to slot in all these characters and people are going to complain all the comic fans are going to complain because they're like well why didn't you include this character and it's like well because we don't want 15,000 characters yeah. making an appearance you don't, don't want to make a Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3 yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah exactly wow <laughs> I mean it's true it Spider-Man true. 3 for as much as I love Spider-Man 3 I do too because it's goofy it and had ridiculous too many people there's just it's too much too many going villains. on too yeah there was people. what was it? it was it was the new there were like Green three Goblin, villains weren't there the there's Sandman, Venom Sandman and Green Venom Goblin. and you only needed Venom you only Hobgoblin needed Venom like that was the best that was the best story in that yeah. one, in my opinion. Venom but, then, one but Venom was barely in it. They gave yeah. him like yeah. 15 minutes of screen time. I know. When are they going to bring in Carnage? Well, I see they're doing that for the Tom Hardy one. The Tom Hardy one is getting, and it's Woody Harrelson playing uh, Carnage, uh, Cletus Cassidy. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think that's going to be a piece of shit. I mean, Venom. uh, From what I never saw Venom, I I I can't express um, my. What's his name? He's the. uh, You just showed us his. uh, Uh, Tom Hardy was was Venom, and Riz Ahmed was uh, was the other symbiote. Yeah, I liked (laughs) Riot. 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 I liked Riz in that. He was great. Uh, I honestly, I didn't like I, the writing. I love Tom Hardy. He mm. wasn't. It, it was a weird role to cast. I don't yeah. think it was his fault. It was a weird role to cast him in. The writing was, <laughs> and now they're doing a sequel, and it's. I don't, I don't think it was good enough to justify a sequel. That's the thing. Exactly. It's like it's going to make money because it's Tom Hardy and because it has Marvel slapped on it. But yeah. it's not. It's not going to make as much money. Yeah, right. I, I the the whole schism between Disney and Sony in terms of the rights to all the Spider Man stuff Ugh. is is difficult just give it away sony you're not doing oh, it. oh on <laughs> yeah. that topic uh let's talk about fantastic four really quick oh and all of the okay sequels and reboots a reboot of that eventually <laughs> well there you know there will be already yeah there oh was, yeah they did reboot it it was fantastic it four with... which was fine i liked the original fantastic it was fun for its era it was a super... it was it, it honestly kind of paved the way for the mcu compared yes. to compared to the movies that were the superhero movies at its time it was one of the better ones yes yeah. and did, then did it come out oh, before iron man it, it yeah. yes it, came, yeah. it was not yeah. a part of the mcu because chris yeah, yeah, chris yeah. Uh, evans was was the human, the human torch, torch. Yeah. Yeah. but um it's weird oh no well what i was just gonna say silver surfer was fine and then they rebooted it and uh, it was apparently the very new bad. one and it was <laughs> did, did you and i watch together at, at my the new Fantastic Four? yeah I don't it's think like I've one seen of it. it's okay, okay. generally regarded as so, like one of the worst I've movies seen it ever. and I'll tell you guys right now it is the worst superhero film that has ever been made <laughs> All right. ever bold, bold like you can name any other superhero movie and I will die on this hill and say that the new Fantastic Four is worse marketably like they markedly had, worse they had some of they had some big name actors in that they, Kate Mara was was the invisible woman yeah. they had Miles, the guy from uh Miles uh, Teller the Miles from, Teller was they had fantastic. Michael B Jordan as the, as human, the torch. human torch and they fucked that how do you fuck up Michael B Jordan <laughs> here's a here's a hot take what's the what's the guy's name the lead guy Mr. Fantastic in the new one Michael, oh, Miles Miles Teller Miles Teller mm-hmm. he is secretly uh Ben Ben Solo's son or little brother, what's that? What's that actor's name? From the Adam, Star- Adam Driver. Yeah, Adam he's Driver. secretly Adam Driver's little brother. I can see does it. he look like it. Adam Driver? There's he does. My, he he little, looks like Adam Driver's take, little brother. Take everybody. Oh, I've discovered thought. the secret familial yes. relationship they're hiding uh, from us. 
Okay, so you had the the Sam Raimi Spider Man. Yeah, I can see yeah. you had the uh, whoever directed the original Fantastic Fours, and then you had these really terrible reboots right around the same time. Yeah, isn't that interesting how they all happened? Like the Amazing Spider Man, which was eh. then the Amazing Spider Man Two, which was bleh. yeah, <laughs> and then you right around the same years was when they released that Fantastic Four, now, which was. You know, the Spider-Men were not as bad. Now, I have a question. The The last little thing before we wrap it up and move into random fandom for today. Yeah. What do you guys think? How would you classify the difference? Because I think there is a difference between a reboot and an adaptation. Mm. What do you think the difference there is? Because because I think there is a big difference, and I think that is something that needs to be kind of... I think an adaptation has to has to change a core aspect of the of the idea like Mm -hmm. you have to a reboot is like animaniacs animaniacs is a reboot Mm -hmm. but if another studio were to take animaniacs and change around some of the narratives and change around some of the characters then i think that would be an adaptation so if like the original teen titans came back that would be a reboot i'd say teen titans go Go is an adaptation adaptation adaptation. okay if if m night Shyamalan had classified his avatar movie as an adaptation it would still suck but (laughs) it it would still be terrible but it would at least be a little bit more hurt as bad yeah i'd be like okay cool so that was your idea but yeah he didn't he didn't like change enough Uh, to me it didn't feel like an adaptation it felt like he was trying to make it, it felt like a cheap version of a live action avatar movie that it, it's like that meme where it it's was like we have avatar <laughs> we have avatar the last airbender at home <laughs> I, I feel like they were like oh it's going to be really expensive for us to cgi fire coming out of people's fists so we'll just have real fire and then cgi it moving away from that or something i don't the fact that something, firebender they were like, something happened they were like firebenders need fire to make to firebender fire. and i'm it's like, like they edited i'm like that cool movie so they're fucking useless yeah. on their phone means. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah something something happened in that process where they were just like uh oops like, like when eh, fuck it when ong um made the big <laughs> tidal wave over the fire nation yeah. fleet and then brought it back and was like i'm not gonna take them all out and then everybody bowed to him i was like great so the entire story is over now that this whole fleet is like oh yeah that's the avatar we respect him now i'm like cool war's done that's how that ends yeah yep. Look, and the then whole... it, it was how it ended yes yeah. and that's such stupid. a that's such and a ridiculous never happened ever we again. never got to see bossing say which don't get me wrong i didn't want m night to do that no, bossing say don't make but more no imagine, no sequels imagine a, like a well-done live action bossing say uh, well, uh, there's the still Dai-Li. there's still talks that they're making the tv yeah, the yeah, live action the creators, TV the creators left it i i will be hopefully optimistic that it could still be good but i will i will i will reserve judgment I'm and that's jackie chan's supposed to be in it which he's so at a least treasure. the fight career okay, will hang, be good hang on just a second i didn't know that he's and supposed that to be general iro oh and wow. like wait and like he's adorable and i just want to see <laughs> wait, wait, him. Wait, wait, hold on. is jackie chan really supposed to be iro there's there are rumors that that is the case okay if if okay, that's well i'd true, see it just for that yeah exactly true, i will watch it because i yeah that's a poll <laughs> <That's a, laughs> and they know they know they're like that's oh we fucking got you you damn it he's already he already kind of is uncle iro he's ridiculously talented at what he does like has this whole legend preceding him of his martial arts he can breathe fire he can breathe fire he's <laughs> he's he's goofy and fun like, you're all his nephew we're all I mean, his in nephew. reality i mean if i was jackie chan's nephew I guys and jackie happy. chan can sing imagine him singing brave little soldier boy oh oh god oh, no <laughs> oh shit that, that, okay all right all right 
So it we, might still suck. Okay, but Jackie Chan's been in bad stuff before, but it is still Jackie Chan. Well, we can watch it. He's also Jackie been in Chan. amazing I'm things go like Shanghai it. Noon. Yes. Oh, yes. Jackie Chan's <laughs> Jack, Jackie Chan's magnum opus, <laughs> Shanghai Noon. Exactly. <laughs> the Jack- best Jackie Chan. <laughs> or or the other magnum opus, The Medallion. Y'all remember that shit? Yes, I do oh, remember yeah. The Medallion. I fucking love he's the had medallion. some. He's had some good, like, uh, if you go to some of his more modern, like, Chinese films, mm-hmm. they're actually really fucking good. Like, yeah. more modern, I mean, like, 10 to 20 years ago. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for talking about reboots and adaptations and sequels and yeah, Jackie Chan with me. Really inspiring. That was very nice. Easy to get. Uh, easy to so get away. next little segment before we get into the fan fiction. I know. I know. Just hold on. <laughs> hold your horses. Uh, we have our random fandom. Taha, do you want to go ahead and tell us what that is? Oh, random fandom where we take two random icons and mishmash them together and see what comes out on the other side. That's exactly that. Oh, great. Uh, today's random fandom. I'm pretty excited about this one it's uh so last episode we kind of made it themes and then we chose based on those themes and on the scary theme we had uh i picked ronald mcdonald terrifying and reese on the cutesy theme picked build a bear -Bear workshop yep so uh normally this is where we do ai generated fan fiction however i had a better idea and i didn't consult you because i'm the smartest one here uh wes always does this no 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 it's it's not a weird game or anything we're gonna take our clothes off and we're each gonna say one favorite thing about ronald mcdonald (laughs) we're each gonna say one of our favorite things about each other's naked bodies uh so uh what i wanted to do is i i instead of I mean, not instead of we can also in addition to uh but when i thought build a bear and ronald mcdonald my first thought was like well i want to create our brand new fast food icon for our new fast food chain that we're going to create right now so build a fast food chain yeah my favorite so, store. so we're going to create so first order of business and we did this last week for the thanksgiving episode yes and it turned out great so yes so now we're going to create a fast food chain okay First order of business, what kind of food are we selling at this thing? Uh, it's got to be can, something with burgers. A, can I tie it in with the backstory of these two things? Please. Okay. I think Ronald defects. Okay. I think he defects from McDonald's, and that's why he's starting this other business. Oh, he's starting, he's starting his new restaurant. But, but he's not going to be the mascot. He's creating No, no, no. I think he's I think he's like defecting from McDonald's. I don't want to be on the spotlight anymore. <laughs> he's the CEO. I'm tired of the <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of the capitalist machine, <laughs> uh-huh. and this is my time to make something truly. But Ronald right. McDonald, CEO of this I also new see, wave. I also of see his like leave from that. Ten years later, he's in like like people come in and they're very nervous, and there's just like this big glass wall office and a tall leather chair <laughs> i'm also and then it's just like as it turns it's like <laughs> hello like, <laughs> well, also, welcome to playing. my mick office i also am thinking <laughs> the fact i'm the mick ceo <laughs> the uh i'm supersized uh the fact that if Ronald McDonald leaves McDonald's, that would mean that his name would have to be stricken from the records. He would just be Ronald. <laughs> just Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> so one, like... he's Ronald. And also, let us not forget, there are things that are titled Ronald McDonald, such as the Ronald Children's McDonald's House. The Ronald, the Ronald McDonald, McDonald House. House. Yeah. 
they're going to have to rename it to like the Grimace well, House. I will say, well, or the, the Hamburg, the identity. Hamburglar House. In a real, in a real life circumstance, Papa John's is still called Papa John, despite Papa John himself not being associated so, with so the company Ron, anymore. So Ronald McDonald would have to find it. It would be like Ron McDonald. So they just, have to have they a own, he, yeah, they he, own his name. Yeah, Papa, so so Papa John's is still Papa John. All they had to do was take his name off the pizza boxes or take his face. Off, like they made a new logo because it used to just be his face. So in in crafting this. But, new fast yeah. food chain we also need to craft ronald mcdonald a new identity <laughs> because because he's leaving it all behind i think yeah i think ron he's ron the don ron ron don ron the don it's like it's like don juan but a, you come in the my restaurant ron the don the okay so, so what does this what does the chain look like ron the don i mean it sounds like we're going to italian food right ron the don well but i want it to be something that we haven't ever well, but there aren't fast, any mascots for like f- Italian food. Fast food Italian? Well, there is that. This is a merge Fiz- with Build-A-Bear. Uh, Fazoli. But that's, that's not fast food. I know we're building a new You can't like go through here. a Fazoli's drive-thru. So, so yeah, Ron can. the Don Does Fazoli's have in. a drive-thru? He, I think so. What is Fazoli's? Does Fazoli's have a yeah. drive-thru? Yes. Yeah. yeah, Fazoli's is drive-thru. I thought that was a sit-down it's, restaurant. No, it's drive-thru no, it, time, I mean, baby. You can't. Have I been that poor? <laughs> <laughs> Reese is going through some intense I'm so realizations poor that I thought right Fazoli's now. was fancy sit-down eating. <laughs> I mean, not like fancy. I thought it was like Olive Garden. No, man. You drive through no, the drive-thru, you get yourself some garlic knots and a slice of cheese pizza, and you're good to go. Uh, Shit. Fazoli's is like... Maybe I've just never been to Fazoli's. Like, nothing is as cheap as McDonald's, obviously, but I've always considered Fazoli's to be Italian McDonald's. That being said... I fucking love Fazoli's. Those so. breadsticks are crashing. Oh, I just had God. an awakening. <laughs> I never knew goddamn thing about Fazoli's. Reese is like, I need to go make some money. I need to go to Fazoli's. <laughs> so okay, so maybe let's 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 cut ourselves a little break here. Let's say that Ronald McDonald acquires Fazoli's. Cause now, cause I th- I think okay. I think I think he gets a severance for leaving McDonald's. He's like, all right, here's he buys shares here's, a, here's a million dollars, a, a small upstart loan of a million dollars. But but uh, here's a McMillion. None of none of his former employees, the people that were loyal to him, he's like, come on, guys, let's get out of here. And they're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry Ron, but for job security, <laughs> we can't. So he was like, I'm loyal to the brand, Ron. So fine. Et, so then, at two grimace, I'll start my own restaurant. We we, we set the scene. It's nighttime. <laughs> A crack of thunder. The clouds are in the sky. The moon peeking through occasionally. On one of those such occasions, we see whipping in the wind the the long trench coat of Ronald McDonald. The crackle of lightning now reveals Ron in front McDon. of him. Ron now Ron McDonald. <laughs> build a bear in front of him. As he looks at it, he says, fine. If none of my friends will follow me, I'll make my own. So suddenly, using the power of food... And Ron the Don, he starts to make sentient Build-A-Bear employees, which never have to sleep, never have to take breaks. He completely shatters all the limitations of labor laws because yeah. these aren't necessarily living you don't have, human You don't beings. have to pay stuffed animals. You don't have to pay stuffed the animals. The new service, Build-A-Labor-Force. And they're always happy. <laughs> they're always happy. They're always smiling. If one of them, if one of them, uh, it, like loses an arm, they're happy to throw themselves in the blender <laughs> to recycle themselves to be born anew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I and like this. I so, this. so Ronald has created his own army of sentient stuffed animals 
to man the fazolis that he now owns. <laughs> and due to the 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 tireless labor that they're able to push out, they start to monopolize the food industry. I mean, yeah, McDonald's yeah. took over. So would Mc yeah. McOli's. McDonald's I, I feel took like... over by creating a bunch of fucking shortcuts, and this is the biggest one. Do you know is. what I think would happen? I think like McDonald's is like you see their sign. It's like open twenty four hours, and then you go to Ron McDonald's for Zoli's open, open thirty six hours <laughs> a day, and you're like, what? Whoa. Whoa. Like, yeah, you when you're ent- when you're eating in our Fazoli's, you break the laws of space time. <laughs> Ronald McDonald has broken the. He's laws created of the hyperbolic time chamber, and in everybody a who wants to who wants to work there can, as long as they're willing. To be reborn anew. They serve breakfast <laughs> and second breakfast. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> All right, last word of business before we move on to our first fan fiction. Fan fiction. Fan fiction. Fan fiction. Fan fiction. Fan fiction. Uh, what what is let's let's just say the tomato, the Fazoli's tomato becomes the new mascot, but we give him eyes and a mouth. What's he called? I Tom. think. Nice. Okay. Great. <laughs> I was gonna say in this in this narrative of Ronald taking over restaurants, I think he names him Snappy. Snappy Tomato he also buys out he, Snappy he, Tomato. He buys, he, Snappy tomato? He buys out Snappy Tomato and so then, then it's destroys like a, we, them and turns them into another. We've Fazoli's. got like a KFC Taco Bell situation where they can share the same like Snappy building. Tomato. It's <laughs> Snappy It's tomato not even two different Fazoli's. types of food. It's just two yeah. places that sell pizza <laughs> yeah. attached to each other. Yes. <laughs> Genius. Do you want to go to Snappies or Fazoli's? Well, they're they right next. Why not both? <laughs> Do you guys consider Fazoli's a pizza place? I mean, I, I, they I, serve pizza. Yeah, but like I've always considered them like a pasta place. I mean, yeah, dude, their chicken carbonara slaps. All right, I'm gonna have to go to Fazoli's. I'm getting hungry. Oh, me, <laughs> <I'm, I'm, laughs> this episode, our this viewers for sponsored some... by Fazoli. Oh, yeah, yeah, for fucking that. <laughs> Fazoli's, here's your opportunity. Come on. But You're, not not the current Fazoli's. We're talking about the any the brand Ryan Don Fazoli's. <laughs> any brand representatives of Fazoli's listening to our podcast here? All right, no. Okay. Enough silliness. Let's get on to the serious stuff. All right, well, the fan, fan fiction. fiction. So uh, this portion of our show is where we get to the real meat and titers, where can we start. Turn, can you turn that fan off? It turned on by itself. Yeah, okay. Fine. Turn it off, Wes. Just Try the off. power button. That is the power <laughs> button, Reese. Right, okay. Press it and then just let it sit for a second. It'll, it'll, it's not turning is, off, Reese. Okay. It wants to be alive. It doesn't want to die. It's okay. It probably won't get picked up. Wait, wait, wait. Nope. The plug's over there. Never mind. Well. All right. So without any further interruptions, this is where we move on to the fan fictions. So we found two fan fictions off of the internet. That we really enjoyed and would like to share with all of you. Hunter, I think the first one is yours. It turned if, off. Nice. Hunter, would you like to go ahead and introduce your fan fiction today? Uh, yes. So I brought in a fan fiction called Danganronpa Pokemon's Despair by uh, Hiroi Oscura. So Hiroi Oscura uh, Hiroi. has brought... Oh, what? Heroi? Heroi. Heroi? I don't know. Oh, well, I, uh, uh, author, if you're listening to this, I am very sorry if I, if I uh, mispronounce that. I will spell Not that out, if, though. Because, because I definitely do. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it is H-E-R-O-I space 
O-S-C-U-R-A. <laughs> Space. So Space. this was last updated March 7th of this year. So this has been Heck going yeah. on for a little while now. It has uh, uh, 10 right chapters. Right before currently. the pandemic went into full oh, swing yeah. on March mm-hmm. At least for us. Yeah, that was like yeah. the week uh, before it all Oh, yeah, that down. is the week that we shut everything down, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 It's like that weekend. That's right like... around my last day of work. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Um, but uh, this is a mashup of Danganronpa, the Spike Tune Soft, uh, right? Yes, yeah, it is a visual novel game. I I am the Danganronpa expert. Expert, expert. the Dongan expert, the Dongan. Yes, uh, it's a visual, a Japanese visual novel series West made by a uh, man by the name of Kodaka. Is his is his surname? I can't remember. His, I think it's Kazuichi Kodaka. I'm probably wow, butchering West. that. Uh, but he's a very brilliant man. Uh, he created a series of visual novels, very akin to uh, Battle Royale. Uh, yes, for I those of you who that. know Hunger Games for yeah or Hunger Games yeah. uh, for Western audiences, it is about a group of children, not children, they're high schoolers who are trapped in a high school by a maniacal teddy bear <laughs> and forced to play what he calls a killing game where the only way to escape their life imprisonment in their high school is to murder one of their friends and then get, get away, away with, with it, it. Yep. at a at a class trial. So yes. that's that's the crux of Danganronpa. It's a very very funny but also very grim very and dark, dark story. Yes, and despair is a, a big part of it because uh, it's always just trying to break down those high schoolers. But what's fun about this one is that all of the every kid that's brought in has an ultimate talent, like an ultimate fisher or an ultimate. Yeah, they're all extraordinary, or, yeah. extraordinary youths in, in some way. And this one, all of those ultimates are Pokemon. Uh, so in, in this uh, particular canon here, a little bit of backstory. Pokemon, by the way, is the uh, cult sensation that has taken over the world. It's now over a thousand. It is a Pokemon. cult. You got to catch them all with Pokeballs. Train gotta them to become catch stronger. Them all. And then Pikachu, with the power Charmander, of friendship, Squirtle, cetera, get all the badges. Take over the region. Take uh, over the world. Real, rule the world. Uh, Kill everyone else. <laughs> uh, so in this one, there are Pokemon that are ultimates in in their own right, uh, and it is still the talent. It has less to do with an evolution, and they're brought here to the Wigglytuff Guild uh, to basically form a team that they do this every year to fight um the great evils of the world uh so we're not going to going to get to see the monokuma of this one but th- we are going to get introduced to some of the ultimates and the fun part about danganronpa is that it is anime as fuck with its dialogue it's very it anime super exaggerated super over the top so that'll be fun taha you were playing the lead character uh braxian she uh she is the ultimate luxster uh is that, is that- how it's pronounced because I wasn't sure. Braxian? Uh, oh, excuse me. I, I flipped the I and the X. Braxian. 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 Braxian, I think is what it is. Yeah, Flip I, that I've never mind. heard of this Pokemon before. Me neither. I have no idea who it is. Braxian. Uh, Wes, you will be Lucario uh, and Pelipper, and I'll let those reveals uh, come a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And Wes, you will be Greninja and Metang. Now, uh, Wes and Reese, uh, you two will also see um, some title cards, basically, in bold that are highlighted. You could just read those like you would uh, a Smash character being introduced, however you want. It's basically an announcement. It's like in Danganronpa when you meet a new character and it goes like, the ultimate, whatever. So that's all that is. That is not a particular character. Heck heck yeah. I'm very excited. It said uh, uh, Brakeson. 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 Let's dive right (laughs) into Danganronpa Pokemon's Despair. (gasps) I closed the door behind me and gazed around the giant hall. It certainly was Wigglytuff's guild, no mistake about it. 
The only difference I could see from what people have told me was that there was another ladder leading down, except it was blocked with a metal grate. Oh, and there were several other Pokemon standing around that ladder that led to the surface. It was blocked off by some sort of metal gate. I did a double take. Wait, what? I quickly walked to the small group that had formed and looked at each of them carefully. This must be the other ultimates, I realized when I recognized a few of the famous ones. A bipedal, a canine-like Pokemon with fur that is mostly blue and black walked up to me. It had a short round spike on the back of each forepaw, along with a third on its chest. It had a long snout and ears. It had cream-colored fur on its torso and blue fur on its thighs that resembled shorts. It had four small black appendages, uh, appendages on its head. You're an ultimate too, he cheerfully asked. Um, yeah, I answered. That's great, he said, a small grin forming on his face. I'm Lucario, the ultimate fighter. Lucario, the ultimate fighter. He suddenly frowned and studied me. I took a step back, feeling a bit self-conscious. What? I asked nervously. He glared at me. You need to work out more. What? What? I blinked in surprise. Lucario nodded. It's just as I said. You need to put yourself on an intense training regimen. He grinned. Even if you're a girl, you can be the strongest there ever was. I'd be happy to help you. He nodded to himself. Yes, yes. Anyone can be the strongest in the world. Uh, anyone? I repeated, surprised at how sure Lucario had sounded. Uh, sorry, but I don't think I'm really cut out for something like that. Nonsense! Lucario grinned. You can do anything as long as you try... As long, as long as you just try, after all, Miss... He looked at me expectantly. Brakeson. I supplied. The ultimate Luxter. Ah. He nodded. However, luck has nothing on strength. One must always train their muscles. He paused for a moment. I can lend you a strength brace if you'd like. Actually... I said, quickly deciding to change the subject. Do you know what's going on? Where's Wigglytuff? Lucario seemed to be a bit disappointed in me. No, he said with a sigh. I just woke up here with the others, unfortunately. And we can't break through the metal grate. Even I. He looked at me with fire in his eyes. That just means I need to train some more. Would you care to join me? Right now, I think I'll pass. I said nervously. At least until I talk to some of the other Ultimates. Be careful then, Lucario advised. Not all of them are nice like me. He walked away, back towards where the ladder should have been, as I moved towards the moved away from the Ultimate Fighter. Another Pokemon cut my eye. This one was large, bipedal, frog-like Pokemon. Its body and legs were dark blue, with single large white bubbles on its arms and legs and white spots over its eyes. Its back feet had two toes, while its front feet have three. The feet were webbed, and it had a yellow crest, or yellow chest and a yellow-blue face. A large dark blue stripe ran down the middle of its head, with projected blue stripes in between its large yellow eyes. Its mouth was hidden behind a large pink tongue that wrapped around its neck. It was leaning against the wall with its eyes closed as if resting. I stared at the Pokemon for a few good seconds. Wow. I breathed. He seems pretty cool. The Greninja stiffened as if it had heard me and straightened its back. I'm a girl, she said stiffly, with an obvious feminine voice emitting from underneath her tongue. Oh. I felt embarrassed. I'm sorry, I just thought- She raised her hand to stop me. It's fine. A lot of people confuse that fact. However, gender has little to do with being an assassin. Greninja, the ultimate assassin. Uh, assassin? I stammered. I could see her smiling beneath her tongue. Yes, she said. But don't worry. I don't intend to kill anyone here, if necessary. That hardly helped me calm my nerves, but nevertheless, I nodded. Okay. 
Hello, hello, hello! Immediately after I said that, a pelican-like Pokemon with no neck flew into my face. It had white feathers, a yellow underbelly, and a blue head crest. Its large wings had three digits and blue wingtips. It had small blue webbed feet, a short tail, and eyes that were made of two black semicircles. It also had a large bill and throat pouch. I am Pelipper, the ultimate delivery man. Pelipper, the ultimate delivery man. Delivery man? I asked, feeling somewhat confused. What good would a delivery man do in a team that was supposed to fight evil and such? Yep, Pelipper exclaimed. I'm an amazing delivery man. He winked at me, which caused a chill to go down my spine. I'll deliver anything as long as there's payment. Uh-huh. I tried to laugh off at his obvious laugh at his obvious flirting. I was expecting something else when I thought of an ultimate. I guess that would mean that there are all types of people in this world. Pelipper edged closer to me and winked. Why don't we go somewhere? Be quiet. A deep, gravelly voice interrupted our talk. I turned to see a robotic Pokemon with a teal with teal, with teal metallic skin. It had a disc-shaped body with a pair of flat gray spikes on either side toward the rear. There was a gray spike in the middle of its face, like a nose. A pair of red eyes resided in two holes in its metallic skin. It has a pair of thick arms with three claws on the end. The arms were considerably thicker below the elbow and have a flat, blunt protrusion protrusion that extended over the joint. She obviously doesn't want to continue the conversation. Maybe you should depart from her personal space. Pelipper didn't look very happy. Fine, he said as he flew away. I looked at my savior. Uh, thanks. I started to say before the words died in my mouth. You're... You're Matang! Matang! The ultimate genius! And that's uh, all the introductions that we have for today. Mm. But it introduces all six, and there is a question mark. There's oh, somebody who there's don't one know. you don't know what they one are. One of the ground types is uh, the ultimate archaeologist, because they're always digging. Aww. And it goes all the way down, and then when it brings out uh, Monokuma, it's one of the dogs. It's Monotuff. Uh, and oh, it basically... I, I was I was like, is it Teddy Ursa? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think it. I think it's it's Monotuff is, uh-huh. is the name. Yeah. Um, and I think it's based off of one of the like puppy Pokemon you can catch in the early areas. Uh-huh, from one of the gyms. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it basically then goes into the beginning of the first game with with all of them being like, this isn't real. Uh-huh. And then, like, it becomes real. Oh, <laughs> man. That's yeah. so cute. Tin and jam. also awful because I don't want cute little yeah. pokemans to get oh, murdered it, it, yeah. it goes into the it goes to the the mewtwo movie yeah where all the pokemon <laughs> all are fucking each killing other. each other <laughs> and it's uh-huh. i wonder if they uh i wonder brother, if they play brother my brother my then it's the best, it's the best. Uh, <laughs> tell me what are we fighting for <laughs> we've got to end this war <laughs> uh, i got you i got you fam um no, I wonder if they like evolve, like as they go through the trauma of killing each other, and like one of like Matang uh, ends up seeing one of his friends that he makes dead, and he's like, and it turns into a bigger Matang. Is it Matang, and then uh, something, and then Metagross. Metagross, yeah. And oh, it starts off as Belgium. Beldum. 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 Beldum, Matang, and Metagross. It starts off as Belgium. An interesting Belgium evolved. An interesting idea to introduce into the Danganronpa universe would be uh, Pokemon evolutions. Yeah. Because as they evolve, they'll become more apt. Like, they'll become better and better Mm -hmm. at surviving this game. And so as they progress, they each have to get stronger and they have to train. I I can totally see Metang evolving after, like, the first two deaths. Uh Uh, Like, the first trial, basically. And then becoming a genius. They get experience from the trials. 
all right, I know what I have to do. And then mm-hmm. later on in the next trial, they finally arrive that he's the one that killed them. And when he's sitting there and they're all accusing him, they're like, what do you have to say for yourself? He's like, I didn't I'm proud. For you to figure this out means that you truly are genius. <laughs> Monokuma, they don't need me anymore. Uh, I was, I'm ready to die. Well, I was thinking, what if there's like a, what if, what if like one Pokemon kills somebody and then evolves and then doesn't have the memories of the of oh, the prior Pokemon. Like, I didn't fucking do but it. But it's like, no, but you did do Ooh, it. That you would just be don't dramatic. remember doing it. And, and it's like, what? Monokuma gets... would have a ball with that. Well, what's cool too is as this goes on, it it, it absolutely reflects the, the style of dialogue. Uh, so uh, you meet a really like rough and like the ultimate dark type has, I think has something like the ultimate uh, gangster. They from... immediately reminded me of characters from the second one. Yeah, exactly. The right way now. that the, the ultimate, dialogue... the ultimate fighter is the ultimate coach guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the shit, the shit guy. <laughs> yeah, and there's somebody the... who's like that. They're like, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah, like, the ultimate yeah. delivery man is the ultimate uh, chef. Yeah, from the second one, who's also a pervert. Yes, um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, as soon as I was reading, I was like, oh yeah, this is Terra Terra. Yeah, yeah. Terra Terra, fucking yeah. disaster. Terra Terra. <laughs> <laughs> so Terra. Uh, so I had a question for you all, please. Uh, the Danganronpa universe. Uh, I believe you, Wes, Reese, and I have played it. Taha, have I've you seen, seen the first. Uh, you've seen the, the anime. I've seen the you've first. Seen, so, okay, anime. cool. So yeah. you know, you know how the world yes. works. Yes. So if you were uh, two, two things, if you were a Pokemon, what would you be? And if you had an ultimate ability uh, alongside that Pokemon, what would you be? Oh, that's mm. I mean, I would want to be far fetched because he's a he's a duck and he's cute. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite duck with a bone. I can totally see <laughs> with a leak. With a leak. Oh, sorry, a leak. Okay. Well, he's got a bone. You're thinking helmet. of Cubone. Cubone. No, you're thinking of Cubone. <laughs> what, what? What? Wait, sorry. Which one were you talking? Who did Far-fetched you say? Was the bird. Who are, oh, who are you? was the bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cubone is the fucking yeah. Yep, is that, the not a bird. I'm there now. The one, <laughs> Cubone's the one that. Where is the skull? Everyone, all of its dead, dead Let's go ahead and yeah. welcome Reese to Stranger Than Fan Fiction. <laughs> Whoa! When did I get here? Just entered another dimension for a moment. Um. I think, I think I would want to be far fetched because he's adorable, and is also the, is that the, <laughs> the one that carries the bone? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but but far fetched is so funny because his backstory is that he's almost extinct because everyone keeps eating him because he's so delicious. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a that's a cool. Do you cook dark him backstory with the leak? Yes. yes. You <laughs> oh, cook God. him with the leak that he carries. <laughs> wow, it's sad. That's the canon background of uh, Jesus. Uh, so. But if I if I had an ultimate, ta- if I was super high school level, as mm-hmm. as the Japanese uh, translation is, yeah, it's super high school level, the talent, something, yeah, yeah. Uh, super high school level genius. I mean, this morning it would definitely be super high school level gas, yeah, mm-hmm. super high, super high school level farts, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be me this morning. <laughs> Burps. So, so we'll we'll start off with oh. that one. <laughs> I want to be I want to be hit on top, and I want to be uh, high school level ultimate spinster. And he's, oh, okay. uh, but it's it's like y- you think of him to be like a fighting type, but he actually just likes to sew. <laughs> um, he's You're the like ultimate an old... sewer, and he's he's his own kind of loom. He's like, yeah, I power it with my own body. <laughs> <laughs> my mind went to break dancer. <laughs> no, I'm uh, a spinster. Yeah, that's fine. All right, Reese. Uh, I'd want to be Nine Tails. Oh, yeah. I'd want to be Nine Tails, and I'd want to be the ultimate high school level. Uh, or the super high school level drummer, because each of my tails nice. can have a drumstick. Nice. Oh my nice. God. So nice. would nine tails be like this, like 
he'd be fucking cool. Would it be like punk? Would, or would you have like a 360 like what, degree drum kit? What, what yeah, kind of like? Yeah, what kind of, a, <laughs> yeah a 360 degree drum kit. He'd be like, yeah, I'm talking like leather jacket wearing. Like he, yeah, he'd, he'd light his own cigarettes because he's a fire type. Oh, he cool. just so, put yeah. them in his mouth and they. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. Love he would that. just inhale and it would light. <laughs> so I would want to, uh, in every Danganronpa game, there is a, a a character that is so sad they're funny. You know? It's like yes. it's so ridiculous. Uh, so I would want to be Cubone, my favorite Pokemon. And I would want so to far be... Is that the He's one, the one with the, the leak, bird right? The leak? <laughs> no. Cubone's the one with the skull. And I would want to be the ultimate orphan in the game <laughs> like the world's the super high school level orphan i'm not good so at anything sad. but not having parents <laughs> it's, it's like cares for everybody so much and then when anybody cares for him he's like what what feeling anymore you're fucking up my thing right now yeah. by trying to it's be like, my no, no, parent no, i take care of everybody else because of my drama <laughs> my you daddy's know, like dead and my mother was a whore <laughs> so once again <laughs> Uh, that was Danganronpa Pokemon's Despair uh, by, I'm so sorry, I'm going to fuck this up again, but by uh, Hiroi Oscura. Uh, loved it. I can't Hiroi. wait to continue reading this. And um, just so you know, there is a space. There, There is a space. In between those two words. Hiroi space Oscura. Author, I tried to give you everything and these fuckers keep taking it away uh but that is great i can't wait to keep reading and see what happens and and see where the parallels are how pokemon are brought into this it's i just love danganronpa so much and of course i love pokemon yeah. so thank I'm, you for writing that because as a person who loves both pokemon and danganronpa I, I loved it i would love to one day do a whole class trial on like a stream or something Buck just throwing yeah, that out there throwing yeah. it out there that'd be lit okay cool uh next up is uh it's oh, my fan fiction so uh rounding it off we're gonna take a little a little hard left back to good old loot <laughs> back to good old looney tunes land yeah. uh this fan fiction is called bounty on a bunny it's by rabid wookie y and this was last updated a long time ago, back in two thousand five, March nineteenth. Wow. This is this might be our oldest one. This years. is this is piece of this is a piece of ancient, ancient history, history that I dug up from the backyard. Uh, <laughs> I found it in hieroglyphs. I translated it for all of you <laughs> wow. here today. It was You're welcome. In cursive, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, a forgotten Ooh. language, <laughs> a pointless one. Back in second grade. <laughs> Uh, so really helped me out. For those of you who don't know, uh, Looney. T this really is just Looney Tunes for the prologue. Uh, just for chapter one. Uh, everything after that will be more things, but for chapter one, uh, for those of you who don't know what Looney Tunes is, it is a cartoon series made back in like the fifties and sixties. I think is when it first started coming out. It's a long time. It was a while ago. Uh, starring a whole bunch of crazy characters, all voiced mostly mainly by one individual, Mel Blanc. Uh, oh, he incredible. he did Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck. Yeah, uh, all of their stuff is very much cartoon hijinks. A lot of slapstick. They hit each other. They shoot each other. They yeah. whack each other. They fall off of things. It's just good old classic slapstick cartoon humor. So that's basically all you need to know about Looney Tunes for the sake of this. Uh, so the cast of this, Reese, you'll be reading Elmer Fudd, the Hunter, and a strange oh. advertisement. Hunter, you'll be reading Bugs Bunny, and Taha, you'll be reading Daffy Duck. These are big ears to fill. So this is this is kind of based off a very a very classic premise of Looney Tunes cartoons, which is Elmer Fudd is hunting something in the woods, and Bugs and Daffy are trying to get him to hunt the other one. Mm -hmm. So that is that's kind of the premise of what's happening right Do now. Do you want a duck or a rabbit? 
So, this is chapter one, Befuddled. Daffy Duck smacked his palm against his feathered forehead in impatient disgust. What did it take to get a trigger-happy hunter to shoot a lousy rabbit without it breaking into a game of twenty questions? Although Daffy knew the best way to avoid personal harm was to keep from getting directly involved, he sprang from the bushes in which he was hiding and stormed over to the animated conversation between Predator and Prey. Today's conversation was as fanciful as any other. Poor old Elmer Fudd was swallowing Bugs Bunny's latest fabrication, hook, line, and sinker. Gawee, Mr. Wabbit, he insisted, nervously cradling his rifle in his arms. I never heard about this new wool. You haven't, eh? Bugs replied in full confidence mode. Well, uh, it's a good thing you're hearing this from me and not the game warden, Doc. The last thing we'd want for you is to end up in the slammer for poaching or worse, get your license taken away. Good gracious, no! <laughs> Elmer shuddered, clutching his gun even tighter like a child clinging to his mother. By this point, Daffy was standing behind Elmer, breathing furiously and glaring daggers into the amused rabbit's face. So, uh, here's the situation, Doc. Bugs explained. All animals that you're allowed to shoot have to have a pattern on them that you can only see under black light. He stopped to flash a curt grin at a fuming Daffy, whose forehead was now noticeably throbbing. The rabbit reached into his burrow and conveniently produced just such a blacklight. He shone it on his belly. See, Doc? No pattern. Well, I'll be. Elmer shrugged. Isn't that interesting? Now, aren't you glad you bothered listening to me before he started shooting away? What would you be saying to the judge right now? Bugs asked. Daffy's rage hit the boiling point. Just a stir-fried minute there, buster! He shouted, drawing the <laughs> attention of both Hunter and Hunted. That has got to be the biggest crock of shameless prevarication I've ever heard, even from you. There's not a word of truth to that stupid blacklight story. Really, Doc? Bugs asked, casually angling the blacklight to shine on Daffy's chest. Do tell, do tell. And another thing, Daffy continued, if you think that I... He suddenly noticed that both Elmer and Bugs were staring at his chest. I... I... He looked down and saw that there was a very obvious target on his chest, revealed by the blacklight. I... I... Too late. Daffy realized that the rabbit must have had acme ultraviolet paint on his gloves <laughs> during their poking argument from earlier on, which was the third incident which ended with Daffy spitting out buckshot that day. So, what uh, say we forget this whole thing ever happened? Daffy simpered, flashing his million-dollar smile. A blast of gunfire blowing the top knot of feathers clean off his head was a very eloquent answer. Yeah! The duck shrieked, running off in a blind panic. Hey, you quasi duck, come back here! Elmer yelled, joining the chase. Bugs, nonchalantly, shifted on his heels and batted his eyebrows at the audience. You know, sometimes I almost feel sorry for that nutty duck. Said nutty duck, who was currently running like a bat out of you-know-where, Elmer's gunfire barely missing him with each shot. <laughs> Daffy frantically looked over his shoulder and saw that saw the determined hunter right behind him. But... What was this? Elmer had stopped. Daffy was soon outdistanced the hunter greatly. Ha <laughs> ha! He cheered. Looks like old Fudzy knows who's the top bird around here. The prey defeats the predator. Natural selection wins out again. The- It was then that he glanced down and realized that the reason Elmer had stopped was because Daffy had run clean over the edge of a cliff, 
and he didn't wish to follow suit. Mother! Daffy whimpered just before his ten-story plunge into the raging river below. After an indeterminate amount of time, the churning rapids finally deposited Daffy to the safety of shore. The duck groggily got to his feet, stopping only to disdainfully spit out the flopping catfish that had lodged itself in his beak. Daffy stormed back to his house, his thoughts as black as his feathers. Slamming the door behind him, his burning eyes turned to a photograph on the mantelpiece. It depicted Daffy posing with several of his cartoon acquaintances. Daffy looked at them in turn. Elmer Fudd, the eternal outdoorsman. Yosemite Sam, the orneriest outlaw in the West. Wild E. Coyote, the gentleman's predator. The Tasmanian Devil, the unstoppable appetite. Marvin the Martian, conqueror of worlds. Amateurs! Daffy spat, swatting the photograph to the floor. A lot of help those bunglers were. All of them had so often tried and failed to teach Bugs the lesson he so soundly deserved. It was enough to drive a duck to molt. Daffy stooped to the floor and grumbled over the other bane of his existence, junk mail. (laughs) It simply wasn't right that an international superstar such as himself was still subjected to these inane advertisements. He was all but ready to pitch the leaflets into the garbage as usual when an unfamiliar letterhead caught his attention. The Crossover Club is finally open for business and will soon be the hottest spot around. All characters from cartoons, television, film, comics, and online are welcome. Looking for love? Interested in meeting new friends? Want to hire contracted killers to eliminate your enemies? (laughs) Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at the Crossover Club. We hope to see you there. Daffy's eyes gleamed with interest. Crossovers, huh? He declared to himself. I'll bet you there's a bunch of a bunch of dangerous types out there, much better at dealing with rabbits than these stupid cartoons. He stood up, the advertisement clasped in one hand. Why only a spineless, untrustworthy backstabber would stick these guys on poor Bugsy? He declared. He then made an aside to the audience. Fortunately for me, that's exactly what I am. He then raced out the door towards the address indicated on the leaflet. He had some business to attend to. <laughs> and that's the end of chapter one. Can, uh, can you read the title yes. of the next so chapter? So the fun thing about this that I really love is that at the end of each chapter, this author, uh, Rabid Wookie Y, gives kind of a teaser for what the next chapter will be. And it's an indicator of uh-huh. the next. The, the crossover that Daffy will be encountering in order to deal with Bugs Bunny. So the next chapter is called Rabbit's Fit. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? I wonder yeah. if they'll get Boba or Django. I don't know. Maybe both. But it's Django. so cool. I've already, I've read, a, I've read ahead a little bit. Uh, I think there's five or seven chapters of this it's an odd number above three <laughs> and below nine so oh, okay <laughs> that answers that uh so the there's one chapter that i think is called like uh a duck's precious or something like oh that. my god uh, there's one yes. th- they're all like called different things yeah, and they're all no. different ways of dealing with bugs bunny so first off i wanted to bring this because i think this is such a perfect encapsulation uh-huh. of why we love doing what we do for this yeah. podcast and reading fan fictions because this story is just about it's a random fandom it is yeah. it's literally random fandoms <laughs> if you written took, out yeah if you took looney tunes and crossed it over with several different like hunting villains from 
other fandoms uh-huh, than uh-huh, that uh-huh. it's literally just I random love those. That's Yeah, no, so it's good. so cool. So I definitely want to revisit this frequently because these chap it's written very well. The way he writes Looney Tunes dialogue, it's very That's spot well, on. Yeah. The uh, imagery was perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. The the he wrote out visual gag he exp- i'm sorry they uh <laughs> they wrote out visual gags very very effectively yes. like mm. the way that all of the things were written out in terms of like the falling and the getting shot and like everything that this author wrote out was very perfectly envisioned in my head yeah. it was, very, it was very the, the bullseye where it's like the yeah. paint was on from the poking bunnies. war, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the poking argument. Uh huh. No, it's perfect. I was the, very the big fish fan of getting caught in his bill, yeah. pulling <laughs> that out. Uh, so, question I had for you guys: uh, this this kind of harkens back to some of the older topics we used to talk about, where it's like, what do you want to see next? But I actually am very curious: what what kind of villains or people would you want Daffy to enlist in order to deal with bugs? Well, I you think would be the most effective. I love the thought of Boba Fett. Yeah, I, I love mean, the yeah a fucking bounty hunter. <laughs> I mean, a space clear first hunter. choice. Uh huh. Uh huh. Anybody else? Uh, from, I do from, love from, from anything. He again, the crossover club says right, movies, right, right. television, uh, cartoons, right. online. I've I've got one. Okay, uh, not necessarily a villain, but would be an awesome episode. Uh, BBC Sherlock Holmes. Oh, Ooh, get Sherlock Benedict Cumberbatch yes. to deal with like, Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yes. Oh, that would be a fun in a series of interactions. Yeah. Yes. I really like to see them converse. Yes, and just talk. <laughs> it would be a battle of wits and absurdity and unwit. Yeah, because I, I feel like unwit. I feel like Sherlock <laughs> would be able to logic his way out of most everything, and Bugs Bunny would just have to keep changing reality. I mean, Bugs, we've had the argument of of Dragon Ball versus Looney Tunes, yeah. uh-huh. and it would be very much the same thing, where Sherlock would be able to logic anything, and then Bugs Bunny would just break all physics and exactly. logic. Exactly, and he could continue to do that. Yeah. And I, I feel like it would get to a point where Sherlock was Sherlock like, would give up, I think. You know what? You're not even real. They're trapped. Yeah, They're trapped in a mind battle. Yes. yes. I think Sherlock would eventually just be like, I'm done. And he would just go home. John, I'm not taking this case anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see John, uh, I quit. The, the second the second um uh Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes where he like predicts everything that's going to happen uh before yeah, doing it. In like the fight? Yeah, in like the fight. I feel like I, was, I think that was the first one. Oh, he does he does in the first one. I know he does, oh, yeah, he does in the first one. I don't know if I've seen the second one. It's in the first it's in, definitely in the first one. Uh, but as he <laughs> as he does that, I feel like Sherlock would see bugs. Like see that, and then start to plan it out, and bugs to start to talk to him. He'd be like, "Okay," and the entire thing would just be like a blink of an eye. And then at the end of that meeting, he'd be like, "No, I don't think I'll take this case, Watson," yeah. and just walk out. <laughs> and Daffy would be like, "No!" Nah! <laughs> I I had a I had a thought that I thought would be really funny is if Daffy got another Bugs Bunny. <gasps> Mm. to deal Ooh, from a bug. different iteration yeah a different iteration of bugs bunny to like, all right bugs bug. how would you defeat yourself exactly like space jam bugs bunny yeah or or like new looney tunes cartoons. do you know what i imagine or happening, tiny though? tunes bugs bunny Ooh, yeah do you know what i see happening though what i see bugs coming up with this elaborate plan to defeat himself but ultimately it's gonna sabotage yep. daffy yep. in the oh, end absolutely. and be like ah, i'm not gonna and then the two bugs oh. would like skip, <laughs> off, skip off together, together. <laughs> you know who he goes to I got a proposition for you, Mickey. <laughs> oh, oh, I Mickey. can take out your biggest rival. Oh, All I need dang. is for you to tell me how to do it. <laughs> yes. Oh, <he laughs> Mickey's like, oh, 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 interesting proposition. Time to kick some ass. <laughs> 
Daffy <laughs> Duck, you son of a bitch. I'm gonna <laughs> blow that bunny's head off. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's fucking Elmer Fudd and Mickey Mouse <laughs> chasing around Daffy Duck or uh, you know, the other bunny. But then but then you'd get uh Bugs. You'd get Grant you'd get uh fucking Sylvester the cat would start chasing after Mickey oh, Mouse. That it's just the battle of <laughs> speech impediment characters. <laughs> <laughs> I would love him to get like a politician. Like Obama, <laughs> you know, and be like, uh, Mr. Oh, Daffy, uh, let me be perfectly clear. Uh, Bugs Bunny is it's an icon. Illegal. Uh, now. We don't, we don't want to hunt him down, but they get like uh, Sasha the, and Malia. They get the uh, green beret. He's like rabbit season, uh, duck season, uh, <laughs> rabbit season, uh, duck season. <laughs> <laughs> they just get the fucking get various secret services from other the Spetsnaz. <laughs> Various secret services to come. What we will fight. do is drop nuclear bomb <laughs> onto rabbit friend. Nah, I've already like, tried that one. He put it into an extra dimensional space. He he just ate the thing. He drew it <laughs> out and then burped it out, and a little bit of smoke came out. His whole stomach went. You know, I'm not exaggerating. He erased it with a pencil. <laughs> it's fine. We send greatest Russian weapon to deal with rabbit. We send Vladimir Putin to beat <laughs> Vladimir up Vladimir Putin versus Bugs Bunny. Oh, yeah. He takes off his shirt, his rippling Russian hairy abs for all to see. And rides, rides, like, rides his white rides horse. horse. <laughs> no, his Riding bear. On a horse. Oh, is it a bear? He rides his bear. Okay. Is that what that painting is? Well, It's him on a horse, isn't it? It probably is. Yeah. You know who I want to see? Bob Ross. Because I feel oh. like he can he can paint a new reality. Why don't you just... Stop fighting and paint, paint some happy, happy little tree. trees right here. <laughs> hey, hey, bugs. So, uh, got, just just a quick a side note. Happy um, little tree over there. Big appreciation for uh, the voices of of uh, the Looney Tunes. Yeah, Mel, Mel I think everybody here did a really good job, but they're fucking hard. Uh, yeah. you know? my my pop filter is like. When we finished that, it was just like caked in spittle. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's trying got, he's my got... best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mel Blanc is like. The first American voice actor. He is he is like the godfather you, of modern voice acting. Yeah. When you when you think about it. He is the alpha and he's, the omega. I mean, yeah, he's he the, the he really is the, the, the grandfather of, of Western voice acting. Yeah, it's man, almost really. like he's my voice. My voice. Mel. Mel Blanc is every American you voice. You think it was your voice, Hunter? <laughs> it was my voice all along. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> please. Just a bit more time, <laughs> Mel. Please. Well, yeah, I I really do want to revisit this. Yeah, this man, is a lot I of was, fun. I was very happy with this. Also, Looney Tunes is just very Phenomenal. funny to get to flex off it's voice just acting very, stuff. Like, this, the uh, I'm pointing to my laptop as if it has any significance, but it has <laughs> that fan fiction has a lot of like it's just very intrinsically our podcast. Exactly, it is very true to the nature of our podcast. So, and you know it what? was written 15 years before we even came up. With predicted, Rabbit Wookie, why you predicted that we would you caught one us. day find it? Yeah, he's he's been waiting. Or excuse me, they have been waiting. I gotta <laughs> well, stop I, doing I that. I guess we figured out who did that before. I know. <laughs> We're correcting ourselves because we accidentally misgendered one of our uh, one of our authors in a previous episode, and they reached out to us and very kindly told us. So we're we're trying to we're trying ourselves. to do better. Yeah, we're trying to police <laughs> ourselves be better. Extra hard. Uh, it's it's because when I think of Wookiee, I think of Chewbacca. Yeah, did that? That's what's happening. And when and I because... think of something that's rabid, I think of men mostly. Yeah. Men, yes, <laughs> honestly, and. Yeah. 
men have a Y chromosome. So and it's a, there's a Y at the end of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The letter Y is in the I'm word I'm justifying men. my terrible actions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, know, like 25 years of habit. They, they predicted. They, they've been in hiding for the past 15 years, biding their time. And now when this episode airs, they're going to be like, it is Wait time. Biden their time? <gasps> Joe Biden, is this you? <laughs> it's uh, it's real simple, folks. To beat beat Bugs Bunny, we just have to we we have yeah, to come together. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> you shut up, man. Well, I never we, really thought of it that way, Doc. Just come on, Goofy. Well, now I'm going into goofy. other things. You know, Goofy. <laughs> yeah, you know, for oh, oh, he loses his every, mind. Every uh, <laughs> I'm really bad with names today. Uh, Wes, My brain is shout out. out. Yes, that was Bounty on a Bunny. By Rabid Wookie Y. Thank you, Rabid Wookie Y. Very much for that. Uh, we will absolutely be revisiting that because it is, like Reese said, it is very much us. It is exactly one of the reasons why we love doing this podcast, and it's taking lots of different things, mashing them together, and just seeing what the hell comes out on the other side. Uh-huh. So this this made me very, very, very happy, and was written phenomenally. So we eat the fiction, we digest it. And we eat another fiction. We digest that we fiction. Pass, we pass the fiction. And then we poop it out. <laughs> and that's our podcast. Our podcast is fiction poop. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> Smelly. I feel like if Stranger Than Fan Fiction doesn't work out, I think fiction poop is... Yeah, I think that's yeah, a great a alternate title. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, though, Sign the petition. Bad. Change the name to fiction Well, everyone, poop. thank you for joining us on Fiction Poop. <laughs> uh, we hope it's you funny. enjoyed yourselves. <laughs> Wait, we need like a like a radio sad board. Well, thanks everyone for joining us the, on Fiction Poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's end credits is That's what we need to add to our very mature sense of humor is yes. fart noises yep. on command. Oh, yeah. This is how we scale boys you come from you come for the highbrow humor that stranger than fan yeah. poop affers <laughs> now we're just on talking demand, about our fans on, pooping on demand fart sounds would be the worst thing that could possibly happen to our podcast on demand fart sounds on demand fart sounds.com on demand fart sounds. I, I just want to see that advertisement dot <laughs> gov all right so once again thank you all for joining us for another episode. Uh, before we leave you, however, we do have to determine what our random fandom Indeed. for the next Wes week Hunter, you're on is board. going to be. Okay. Uh, we'll give you a theme. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Reese, do you got anything off the top of your head? Uh, can, how specific are we getting with the themes here? Okay. Uh, um, I was let's, let's just whatever. General. Just I was going to say Disney. That's, oh, that's Disney. general. Disney that's a wide and, net. Uh, I'm going to give you music icon. Okay. So you got Disney, I got music icon. So basically okay. the entertainment industry. Okay, okay. great. Yeah. Because um, Disney owns the entertainment industry. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay. I, if I get this name right, yes, I think I have it. Okay. 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 So you're, right. you're Disney, I'm music icon? Uh, great. All right. Uh, uh, Wes, then Hunter. Cool. In three, two, one. Nickelback. <laughs> Wallace the Rabbit. Oh, well, uh, it's Oswald. Oswald the Rabbit. Oswald See, I knew I messed it up. Who is Oswald? Oswald the Rabbit the was precursor the s- to Mickey Mouse. Yes, the oh, precursor yeah. to Mickey Mouse. He oh, came yeah. before. Yeah, so the, but he wasn't as popular the as Mickey. first Disney character. He failed. Very... In fact, they made a game about him becoming an evil villain that Mickey has to yeah, fight. Yeah, because really? he's, he's yes. well, he wants his revenge because he's like, I was supposed to be the star. Wow. Look at this Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it used to be Oswald the Rabbit. <laughs> Look at this mouse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you have it. Oswald the Rabbit and Nickelback. Heck yeah. <laughs> the next... I mean, it's really America's band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, truly. So... Are they Canadian? I think so. 
<laughs> exactly. America's band. Yeah, we steal stuff from other countries we and say, do. this is ours. Exactly. We stole Jim Carrey and Colin Mockery. They're all ours. And we're going to steal Justin even Bieber, more. Freaking, what's his, uh, Deadpool? Yeah. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. We stole him. Celine Dion also. We stole them all. They're all ours now. Protest the hero. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you all for joining us. Deep cut metal band. <laughs> uh, A couple people are like, nice. Tune in, tune in next week to listen to us talk about Nickelback and Oswald, Oswald. the unlucky unru- rabbit. <laughs> the unlucky rabbit. Uh, but until then, this is Wes Taha Hunter Reese. <laughs> nice. Signing off and reminding you to stay strange. <laughs> Stranger than fan fiction, we like the fanfics that you've written. Stranger than fan fiction, coming at you with rock hard diction. It's perfectly strange.